what is up my dudes welcome to another episode of olympia oddities sorry that i've been kind of absent from the podcast's uh social media like the instagram and the facebook page i've been going through some big life changes uh i quit drinking so i'm like the new and improved trista at least by a little bit um so i'm sipping on my kirkland signature water bottle instead of my usual glass of wine or couple beers that i had during the episode so uh it's a new routine to get into so i'm trying to get used to it Uh, But today, we're going to be talking about a little-known Pacific Northwest serial killer, one who might have one of the highest body counts in American history. I actually hadn't even heard of this guy until I was reading an article about John Tornow, which is uh, admittedly one of my favorite pastimes, but um, I saw his name mentioned, and so a Google search later, and I just knew that I had to do an episode on this man. Today, we're covering the story of Billy Gull, the ghoul of Grays Harbor. Not much is known about Billy Gall's early life, and information from his own mouth was unreliable at best. He was born February 6, 1873, allegedly. He said that he had been born in Austria, though one police report credited him to Madison, Wisconsin, and another to Bergen, Norway. So kind of all over the map there. No one really knows where this guy was from. Um, Little is known about his early work experience other than he did have an unsuccessful stint as a gold miner in the Yukon Gold Rush. It is alleged that Gull started a fire that burned an Alaskan saloon and that a man and woman who lived in a cabin owned by Gull vanished. In March 1912, a human skull was found buried near a cabin owned by Gull. Another skull had previously been found near that same spot on a beach and was thought to have been of Red Miller who had disappeared and was believed to have been a victim of Gull. So, sketchy behavior in this man popping up as early as his like Alaska days. After returning from the Yukon broke, he worked in Aberdeen as a bartender, telling wild stories to anyone and everyone who would listen. Just, like, all these wild, incriminating stories. Just like, hey, you want to hear a time about- or want to hear a story about the time I held someone at gunpoint? Or want to hear about the time I blew up a building? Or I shot this deer out of season? Just- he was- he was just a loudmouth. He would just talk and tell stories and- you know, like, that, that can be entertaining for a bit, but also at the same time people are like, oh my god, like, this guy is, like, kind of freaking crazy. But eventually, he found employment as a union official for the Sailors Union, Sailors Union of the Pacific on July 13th, 1903. And yeah, I included that date just because July 13th, my birthday. So if anyone wants to get me any presents, uh, wink wink, nudge nudge, July 13th. <laughs> no one in Aberdeen was really sure of his qualifications, but he was a good talker and intimidating, so they just kind of like let him have the job. As a union official, he used his intimidating size and reputation to discourage strikes and to hashtag, or not hashtag, air quote, recruit new members. Sailors arriving in Aberdeen would visit the Sailors Union building to collect their mail, set aside some money for savings if they wanted to, and basically just do some paperwork. What they didn't know was that if they they were alone, with no friends or family in the area, and if they had something Billy wanted on them, they wouldn't ever walk out of the door. Billy worked alone most of the time inside the sailors' union. A sailor would walk in, and he would ask if they had any friends or relatives in the area. If they didn't, the conversation would turn to valuables and possessions. If Gull was satisfied with the answers, he'd pull out his gun, shoot him in the forehead, take their belongings, and dump them into the Wishka River using a trapdoor. Just absolutely brutal. And, uh, I've been to the Wishka River a couple times, mainly for... Kurt Cobain related activities um there's that great screen grab of me when I was on the news for Kurt Cobain Park 
pretending that Kurt Cobain would like the park and like, oh god, I, I could, that's a whole nother episode, honestly. But, um, my dog who's sitting next to me is actually named Wishka after the Wishka River because I got her out in Aberdeen. So, kind of a weird detail, but god, just absolutely brutal. It's, it's sad to just think that, like, these guys showed up in Aberdeen, thought that they were just signing up for work, you know, more work to do, and then they just get shot, robbed, and dumped into a river that's name means means stinking river or stinking water or something that's what wishka means if i'm remembering correctly even while all this killing was going on gold never turned down the chance to tell incriminating stories from his past as well as some pretty insane antics one tale was of him going after the non-union ship fearless saying after i got them on my boat i took them out to the sandbar at low tide i made them get out on the spit then i held them at held a gun on them until the tide came in. Later, Gull was arrested. The papers said he was charged with piracy, but actually it was aggravated assault. He was fined $1,200. On leaving court, he remarked, it'll be worth every penny of it for advertising. Also, this entire time, he's referring to himself as Billy Montana and making the rest of the town call him that too. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but Billy Montana's a stupid nickname. I'm throwing it out. Unless you're like a cowboy from Montana, then you can be Billy Montana. Anyone else? Fuck that. I'm sorry. It's stupid. A private detective was hired to check on Billy. He's just trying to scare people, the operator reported. He's all talk. From 1905 to 1910, 40 bodies were found floating in Aberdeen. People started demanding something was done, and right at the forefront of this cause was Billy Gull himself. He berated the local police constantly, in disbelief that someone was doing this to his men and getting away with it. It's so gross to me when you're, like, you're the one doing it, and you're like, somebody has to catch this guy, he's killing all these sailors that I'm supposed to be responsible for. It's like, you're the one who's killing him, dude, like, ugh. <laughs> Word spread far and wide that if you were a sailor going to Aberdeen, there was a good chance that you weren't coming back. However, in 1909, there was a shift in political alignment at the city hall. Billy was arrested for stealing a car robe. He was indignant. An auto robe, for Christ's sakes, he said. He was acquitted when a friend who rustled cattle on the Chehalis River said that he bought the robe at a pawn shop and had given it to Gull. But Gull was so upset that he had been arrested. Rumor reached him that the cattle rustler had been seen talking to a deputy sheriff. It was then that he told a barkeep at the Grand that he would have to kill the man. When the barkeep mentioned some weeks later that he hadn't seen Charlie around, Gull told him, You won't. He's sleeping off Indian Creek with an anchor for a pillow. A report of the statement reached Montesano, where the sheriff decided Gull might not be joking. He waited for a day of low tide and went to Indian Creek. Not far offshore, he found Charles Hatberg's body weighed down by a 25-pound anchor. You would think that this would be enough to raise tons of suspicion, and honestly it was, but there was just kind of a lack of evidence. Um, but it wasn't until a pocket watch tripped up Gull that he would eventually be caught. While rifling through the pockets of his latest victim, Billy came upon a watch bearing the engraved name of August Schluter from Hamburg, Germany. Alert to the potential for incriminating himself, he replaced the watch and dumped the corpse as always. When the floater came ashore, Gull was on hand to identify Schluter as one of his sailors, renewing demands for a thorough investigation of the murders. This time, though, Billy got his wish. It took some time, but homicide investigators learned the victim was, in fact, a Danish sailor named Fred Nielsen. 
He had bought the watch in Hamburg from a craftsman who identified each piece that he made with an engraving of his name. Gull's effort to identify the corpse as August Schluter smacked of guilty knowledge. Another helping factor in finally catching Gull was his accomplice, John Klingenberg, who was a 27-year-old sailor being brought back to Aberdeen after trying to jump ship to Mexico to escape prosecution, or possibly to escape Gull. Klingenberg was able to testify to seeing Gull alone with a sailor, Charles Hatberg, whose body had recently been found at Indian Creek with the anchor. Hatberg had been shot with a 38 automatic pistol which had been found in the salt flats by his body. The ownership was traced to Gull. The May 3, 1910 Los Angeles Herald stated, Gall was arrested in Aberdeen, the scene of his alleged crimes, and held there for several days, but was removed from this place as a precautionary measure, public feeling against him being very bitter. The work of selecting a jury will certainly be a lengthy proceeding because of the wide publicity of Gall's case. The Los Angeles Call had this hot take. Gall is kept in solitary confinement in his cell in the county jail in Montesano, as is Jay Klingenberg, Gull's alleged accomplice in the murders of Hoffman and Charles Hadberg. The authorities now hope to obtain a confession from Gull. His wife was not allowed to see him today. Gull has been put in the sweat box, but so far no information has been wrung from him. He is a man of iron nerve. It has always been thought that he would have confessed the night of his arrest had it not been for the encouraging words spoken to him in his cell in the city jail here by his wife. Which I thought was funny because it's just like a whole bunch of speculation and calling him a man of iron nerve. It's just funny how newspapers and articles were written back then, I guess. It's just like, oh, if I was there, I would have gotten him to confess. It's like, calm down, you're just writing an article. Gull was arrested and found- er, well, obviously. Gull was found guilty on two counts of murder, though his suspected victims are in the 40 to 100 range. Besides Hatberg, the second count was for the murder of John Hoffman, a witness to the murder, or a witness to the Hatberg murder, who was shot and injured by Gull on the night of the murder and killed the next day by Klingenberg, for which he was sentenced 20 years. He had been robbed of $400 and also disposed of in the harbor near Indian Creek. Gull was sentenced to life imprisonment and taken to the state prison on June 13, 1910. The death penalty in Washington had been repealed a few years before his arrest, and his crimes helped with getting it reinstated in the following years, until it was, like, abolished again a couple years ago. Um, Gull was later transferred to an asylum for the criminally insane, where he died in 1927 from lobar pneumonia and erypsipelas complicated by dementia paralytic caused by syphilis. So to simple that, uh, got syphilis, died. A.K.A. don't have sex, because you will get an STD, and you will die. <laughs> he is buried in an open field above West Medical Lake Eastern State Hospital. Though, his ghost is said to be have been spotted at Billy's Restaurant, which might be the only serial killer honoring restaurant that I've ever heard of. I googled it, and they have like four and a half stars, so I might need to go. for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. Um, my sources for this were Wikipedia, uh, Murderpedia, all the linked newspaper paper articles from that, and then a Tacoma News Tribune uh, article that I took a little bit of this from. So thank you for listening, and remember that Nirvana isn't all that Aberdeen is famous for. Follow Olympia Oddities podcast on Facebook for updates and pictures. I'm really going to be more active on it for real this time. Same thing with at Olympia Oddities podcast on Instagram. 
which is honestly where I'm more active at already because it's Instagram and Facebook is kind of trash, you know, sorry. Um, my personal Instagram is at Trista Jean if you want to give it a follow for, uh, like, selfies and pet pictures, really. I post good songs on my stories and that's about it. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye.